Welcome to That Gray Area. I'm Erin. And I'm Vanessa. We're lifelong friends entering that certain time of life that can be a bit of a gray area, somewhere between our beautiful and confused youth and wrinkled wisdom. We'll be taking a look at what being a woman and aging looks like right now. So join us in That Gray Area. Hello, everybody. Hello, Erin. Hi, Vanessa. Welcome to That Gray Area and our latest flashcast. <laughs> which for you new listeners, that is an abbreviated version of the podcast. Uh, we're just wanting to reflect today. We're feeling like the world is opening up for us here in the States and, you know, life is changing again. So we want to take a moment to reflect on what we've learned, both about the podcast, ourselves, and look forward to what's next for us. I mean, we started this podcast as a way to highlight and talk about women who are really fucking winning in this time of life absolutely and then boom the world shut down and we couldn't talk to any women <laughs> it's so true we, i mean i was saying like the the podcast happened during the pandemic it was sort of like our incubator it was just so it ended up being a blessing i think because absolutely in this incubator space, A, we got to really figure out what our voices were, what we really wanted to say. This conversation among two friends that have been happening for years as we go through life, this time in life, really became something we wanted to talk about to a broader audience and something that's kind of like really happening right now. Like women are really realizing we've been in the shadows for too long, midlife and beyond. Yes. So I don't feel like we have realized our worth going forward. I think a lot of us have been conditioned to feel like menopause is the end exactly. of a woman's journey. And we feel like it's the beginning. And I don't think I always felt that way. I think that during this incubation period, the that gray area incubation period, <laughs> like a veil has been lifted from my eyes in so many ways. And you and I got really excited. So we had this time to really figure out what our voice was, what our... I don't message maybe sounds too preachy, but what we wanted to talk about to all of our listeners out there, to each other, to the women we love. Um, so I'm super grateful for it in that sense because Absolutely. we really we never would have had the time to come together and work on this and make it a reality were it not for that time. Indeed. But we also knew that we didn't want it to be just a pandemic podcast. Absolutely. However, as we were just discussing, as we do pre-show, what's going on in our lives, you know, we realize that as Aaron and I have both gone back to work full-time, that things have slowed down a skosh. Absolutely. Unwanted by us as it is, yeah. we would love for this to be our full-time life's passion. Absolutely. So, you know, we might have to have dialed back things a little bit, but that's not our long-term goal. Right. But we so what we discussed, though, also early on was we decided as long as we come from a place of love, if we come from a place of what's the next right thing for us to do that feels joyful. And when it doesn't feel joyful, we'll dial it back. Yep. And when it feels right to push harder, we will do that. And as long as we're both really honest and communicative with each other, then you we will not fail. Yeah. We feel like we realized that this place we are in our life, this midlife space, this area of time where kids are growing or grown, parents are aging or aged, our position here and our focus here has shifted dramatically. Mm -hmm. And we need to find a place to put that focus and energy that we have spent so long on either building a career or building a family 
and turn it around on ourselves and ask ourselves, what's the next step going forward? What's the next phase of my development? You have so much life experience under your belt. The possibilities are endless. Yeah. There's you've got the wisdom and experience do. to believe in yourself, whereas you might not have had that in your 20s. I certainly didn't. <laughs> I've always envied women that have. I fucking salute you. I think as we've established, my 20s were nothing but hot messedness. <laughs> Emotionally speaking. Yeah, but now we appreciate who we are. We appreciate what we've learned. And we appreciate that we have a message to share. And then it's valid and valuable, especially with his whole movement, this small, tiny movement of women, this like-minded community we have found that is putting this time of life to the forefront. We're going to be freed of the burdens and the straps and the ties that bind us yeah. and fucking fly like a phoenix woman from the ashes. Woman power! <laughs> yeah. yeah. damn right. And not just woman power for, you know, hot, fertile women. <laughs> women power for hot, non-fertile, <laughs> older women. I mean, and preach. One thing I really discovered during all of this was the whole idea of conditioning. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. how much that's been a big message so far in this. And and I'm sorry if we've burdened you with that. It's just for me personally, when I say a veil has been lifted, that's a huge part of it. Is how much of my outlook and my look inward to myself is part of what I've just been conditioned to think and feel by society, by my parents, by other women, by the men in our lives, by everything, um, media, everything. Yeah, and. If I can be conditioned to think that the only thing that's beautiful is smooth skin and perky tits, Mm -hmm. I can be conditioned to think that other things are beautiful. That it all feels good in the dark. (laughs) (laughs) But I want to, you know, it's like if you look at something long enough and somebody tells you it's beautiful eventually you're going to think it's beautiful. Yeah, just like the opposite's true. Exactly. You know? So start, as we discussed before, start talking to yourself like you love every fucking part of you. Yeah. Conditioning, condition. Ask yourself where you've been conditioned. That's been a big question that I've been asking myself personally a lot this last year. Yes. Via the podcast and via just being housebound in the pandemic and kind of having a lot of time to think about things. <laughs> okay, so that brings us full circle to what we've learned during this period. Aaron, what have you learned during the pandemic and from this podcast so far? Well, to go back to conditioning, when we were just talking about this, when it first happened, I was freaking the hell out at the thought of not being able to leave my house for two months because I was conditioned to not ever be in my house for very long. I was always out in the world. And now a year and so some months later, I am conditioned to never want to leave my house. Right. So conditioning there again. But I've also learned I just don't need as much stuff. I don't need to shop. I don't need to fill my days with things as much as I did before. And what filled that space for you? Birds. Tell us more about that because this is the God's truth and it's the fucking best thing ever. Let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Nana Bird Lady over here. Snow White up in this bitch. She's got all the little birds. I got my blue rounder. I got my blue jay-z. No, I put us a bird for you. <laughs> no, it is not. It's glorious. <laughs> we got a snort. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a snort. Start put, at the beginning and tell it like you're proud of it, I've, not like you're ashamed of it. I had an idea because I've always loved birds. I've never I won't own a bird. Vanessa's forbidden it. I'm not allowed Absolutely to own a bird. Absolutely, birds don't belong in cages. If you have a bird, sorry, that's my opinion. <laughs> so 
we are not allowed to have birds in the house. My my kids have asked me, like, well, if you love birds, why don't you get one? I'm like, no, Andy will not be my friend anymore. I won't. <laughs> no birds. <laughs> so anyway, I put up a couple of bird feeders, some finch feeders and another bird feeder. And I have it, my husband hung it right outside my bedroom window. We have a slider. So I lay in bed with my coffee. And I literally have, like, I may have an online subscription to the Audubon Society. <laughs> Maybe. And I would like, I like have a field guide and I fucking, I know the birds. And literally the other day I was laying in bed. I'm like, I do not recognize that call. <laughs> I was right. Thank you very much. It was a bird that had never been to the feeder before. And now I can't remember what kind it was, but I looked. So you had a hotel guest. I did. And I immediately looked it up and they're like, oh, very rare find at the feeder. Thank you. <laughs> it was very exciting. <laughs> and then I love the blue jays. So I get the blue jays to eat out of my hand. So I Wait, would say, uh, uh, you don't have to get a gloss over it like that. What? If you've ever witnessed a blue jay. They're so awesome. They're they are awesome, but they're very smart and very sly, and they avoid danger. And this girl, over the course of what a, a couple cu- weeks, a couple of weeks, about a month, probably, she started feeding the blue jays far away on the bar top while she sat there and observed. And she literally scooched the peanuts closer to her yeah. until they were on her knee, and then they were out of her fucking hand. Yeah, this bitch good. feeds blue jays out of her hand. They're so cute. So what I I think the greater messages because you asked what fills that up now is just observing my life more being in the moment being in yeah being in my garden i you know we have a little like raised bed set up in our dog run so just like tending to my garden or just literally honestly being okay with stillness Ooh, not go 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 that's been a big thing for me is um i'm a lot more comfortable with stillness That's a big one because Aaron and Mai's pandemic experience have been polar opposites. I was somebody who went right back to work in August of last year. So I was unemployed from April to July. I went right back to work and I started working insane hours right after we started this podcast. And you were grateful because you had also recently in the scheme of life gone down to a single income. Absolutely. I got divorced and I have primary custody of my children. And and they're large children who eat a lot of food. Good God, they're so they're, big. They're grown ass children. They're grown ass men. Let's be honest. <laughs> so they're six so three was, and six five. So there was so much gratitude that you were able to go. I was. I was back. So grateful and so thankful. And I was coming from a place of lack and fear, which oh, that's Cooper. He's our production assistant. Mm-hmm. He's adorable and likes butt rubs. So I was in a place where I'm so fearful about how I'm going to support these two boys somewhat in the style of living that we have been accustomed to their entire life and how will I complete this and thank God I'm working crazy hours to working enough crazy hours for a couple months that I literally wanted to stick my head in the oven at the end of a week because I was so exhausted. Mm -hmm. I was missing my children. I was letting every relationship in my life down and I was feeling so much guilt, shame, and sadness. But feeling like you couldn't stop. But I couldn't stop. I felt like my being employed was almost a slap in the face to the many, many people I knew who were all of a sudden unemployed. And for me to set boundaries around those hours and or say no to working weekends, like I just felt physically unable to do that. So there was a lot of like survivor's guilt almost. Absolutely. So I had no stillness during the pandemic. I have had none. And that's probably irritating to you. My stillness probably annoys you. <laughs> You're like, well, Bitch. and and my life out in the world annoys you. 
you know, it's been inc- incongruous. Is it that has. a word? Yeah. You know, one of the things Erin has loved the most about what she does is her work friendships. Oh, God. She's always maintained really strong work friendships, especially with men, because, you know, she's got a lot of women in her house and there's a lot people of in her house. There's a lot of estrogen in her family. And, yes. and there's a lot of men in TV production. And sometimes you just want male energy. You just want guys to talk to who will joke with you and laugh with you and be stupid and Miss silly. My dudes. And, yeah. They I bring do. an energy that women don't. That's really yeah. appealing and lovely. And yeah. I never suffered the lack of that. And I never suffered the lack of human contact because I worked in a television studio with hun- tons of people around me, even though they were six feet away. You know, and Aaron has been very isolated. Very. And, you know, and yet I have not had it one fucking moment alone yeah. in, I, since August. I can't even imagine. I am never, ever, ever by myself unless I'm in the car commuting. I'm ever. Sorry. And you can come over here and I'll leave. <laughs> Hi, Aaron. Can you leave? Because I need a minute. Well, you need to be alone and I need to be out. It's the perfect situation. Why have we not thought of this sooner? <laughs> but what is your but takeaway? What, my takeaway is that everybody experiences this pandemic differently and that we need to honor it. My situation is different from those who are suffering financially, who have been out of work for a year as a result, who can't support their families, who might be evicted. Mm -hmm. You know, my situation is different than yours, and I'm going to see this differently. I have two children. One is an extrovert. He's suffering greatly through this time. And I've got one who's an introvert and very independent, and he's thriving during this time. Same. You know, his (laughs) grades have skyrocketed. And the other one who's been a straight-A student his whole life are suffering. You know, and, and isn't that really a microcosm? I mean, or you know, like symbolism for life itself. A hundred percent. And it just gave me such a sense of I don't get to judge that person's experience based on my perspective. I just need to honor everyone's individual experience and not judge it. Hashtag just, life lesson. Hashtag life lesson. You know, I Seriously. that is a, a truism for everything. The person at the grocery store who's an asshole, you know, the boss who's you know, fed up and constantly judging and irritated. You know, maybe he's got a wife at home who's sick. You know, it's just it's just remembering. The person who cuts you off. Yeah. You just don't know. They're going through so much. We're know. all going through so much. And just to have a little bit of gentleness surrounding everyone. Towards yourself, too. Boom. So what about the podcast? What have you learned about the podcast experience and how it's affected you? A, I fucking love doing it. Yes. I really, really enjoy it. I love the whole process of it. And I, I'm not surprised by that. I'm, you know, I've, I'm a producer at heart. That's what I've done for a living my whole career. And so we're talkers. I, I, I'm, good Lord, my husband, he's like, God, are you still talking? Like, I'll, we do Marco Polo, hashtag sponsor us. Uh, <laughs> seriously, he's like, how do you talk? One thing I thought about the other day, and we can cut this out if you want to. We, you and I went and had drinks for the first time. We were both fully vaccinated. We went out to a bar restaurant and sat there and for a Social minute distanced from everyone else yeah we were fine um but what i was like do vanessa and i know how to talk to each other because we only talk at each other oh my god that's so true right I'm we because like, you can mo- you monologue to each you other on monologue. marco polo there's no one to interrupt you <laughs> so true. you just go off on these stream blah, of conscious blah, thoughts blah, 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 and, then. and then what's his <laughs> my favorite part and i do it too because you'll be like so it'll you'll see on the bottom of Marco Polo like how long like you know there'll be a marker like when I'm watching yours back and it'll be like halfway through and you'll be like okay well I have nothing else to say today and in my mind I'm like bitch apparently you do because there's like another five full minutes on this shit <laughs> I do the same thing oh my god I say the same thing I'm like I don't really have anything else to say except for me to go into the minutia about my fucking bird feeder and 
did I poop last night? What you know? <laughs> fucking, like seriously, like, if I got laid today, it's TMI all <laughs> up in that bitch. Same, same, same. <laughs> so I learned that I love it. I um, I'm really glad that we kind of worked out a lot of the kinks. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like for for the listeners who've been here since the beginning and are still with us. Bless your hearts. Oh, my God. Our audio was such it was shit in the beginning. Rugged as F. Well, plus, I mean, number one, everyone and their mother started a podcast during Couldn't COVID. Couldn't get any good equipment. You, we could not. We had things on order from Amazon, and we ordered them in April, and it was going to be delivered in October. For me, I was like, this is life. We're podcasting from home. The sounds are going to occur. The dog's going to bark. The jackhammer at the neighbor's place is going to happen. Like, who's expecting perfection? No one's fucking listening to us. My, my takeaway from the podcast is get yourself some good equipment. We just realized if we want anybody but just our family to listen to us we yeah. have to be listenable excellent point. um so what about you i learned that i'm good at something new i will say that's one thing that i learned when i was 40 when i took up running for the first time i had never ever been an athlete and some mom talked me into joining a running group and i got really good at that and mm-hmm. i i remember thinking to myself wow how many times at this age am i going to learn something new and be good at it mm-hmm. and this is another thing. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I love doing this. I, I love editing it. I love doing it. I love listening to it back. I love talking about it. I love sharing it. I love the subject matter. I love the friends and the community we're creating. I love all the opinions of women that chime in and DM us on Instagram. Please DM us on Instagram. I love every aspect of it. That's awesome. That was a big deal. It's true. After you get to a certain age, you know, we specialize. We specialize. Once you get out of, you know, regular school, you go to college and then you you slowly but surely, you, you end up only doing the things you're good at. You're not forced to try new things as you age. I miss firsts, new things. And I think it's so good to challenge yourself. So I'm glad you found that through this. Talk more about that. Talk more about the firsts. I love this conversation. I just realized... I was talking to Todd's youngest, and I was saying, 20, tw- she's going to be, be 21 in October. And I said, you have so many firsts ahead of you. Your first, I mean, she's been in a relationship where she was in love, but I'm talking about your first true love, like mar- your first, I, I did say to her, your first marriage. She's like, well, <laughs> and hopefully my last. I'm like, oh God, you're, <laughs> nah, but you'll be all right. <laughs> you're, you know, but your first, you know, your first job, your first trip overseas, your first, Apartment. You know, apartment. You're for you have a million firsts ahead of your you. Your first still. new car. Yeah. The first your the first your first place that you live in on your own. Your first one night stand. Your first child. Yeah. Your whatever it is. There's so many firsts. And I sort of got sad a few years back about my lack of firsts. I'm like, I don't want to feel like I've done everything. Yeah. That's a sad head place to get to. So this was a huge first. And I'm proud of us for pushing ourselves because it's really easy to think, well, I'm 52 years old. What what, what am I going to do? I'm going to start a podcast. And yeah. everyone's going to want to. Why? Who cares? Like, who cares? Fucking do it. Right. Push yourself. We learn care. something new. And you and I. Another thing I learned from the podcast is that you and I, we've always treated each other very gently. Yeah. We never want to hurt the other we never person. never want to rock the boat. We are so fearful of upsetting the other one. Well, plus, sometimes. we just get along really. We good. do. It's not like it's an issue, but there is a lot of like I honor and love you, and and so what if we? But there's just, a lot of creative conflicts. Yes, there's and, you know division of labor. There's starting a business together. These are all big scary things. It could be fraught with a lot of issues. Yes, 
And I realized we can absolutely problem solve. Yep. And we can a- absolutely conflict resolve. Yep. Conflict resolution is something we can do. Yeah. And now, even if I say something that maybe initially makes you bristle. Mm-hmm. Triggered. Or vice versa. <laughs> Hashtag triggered. Yeah. Is I now know that you will not freak the fuck out. Yeah. You, you'll be like, yeah, that hurt me. Hmm. And I'll, and I wonder why. I'll say to you, I think I'm going to push back on that. And I learned that you hate the term pushback. The first few times you said I'm going to push back on that, I was like, how dare you? I was like, no way. It just means I'm going to, I'm going to poke it and see if it's valid. And she was like, what? And I was like, no, I don't mean it like that. I don't know why that upset me. So I'm going to have to push back on that. I was like, I don't know why that triggered me. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's okay. Well, I learned that from this podcast. Yeah. I don't like that phrase. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. And I learned not to push back. <laughs> <laughs> to say and, it you know, way. and another thing that we, the, one of the really big things we did an episode on this is that I learned to take credit for something I've done well. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, see, she just got triggered by me Ooh. saying that. Like, it's hard. That's so uncomfortable for Aaron and I to take praise mm-hmm. and digest it and recognize that it's true. Or to say, I'm. I think we're really good at this. Oh my god, I don't remember ever a time in my life I've said I'm good at something, and how sad that is. And I hope our children have not learned that lesson from us. But I think that our friendship. Well, I would say that we're really good at being friends and talking about shit. Yeah, (laughs) but you're probably comfortable saying I'm a really good writer. No, I'm not. And it's so funny because. I've worked on and off with Erin for 30 something years and she's a really fucking good writer and people tell her all the time she's a good writer I'll and like she it. still can't honor that. No. Um, I learned that people like what we have to say. You know, mm. there are the very few fans and followers that we have have been very positive and supportive and that's meant everything, especially to two insecure ladies who are for the first time in their lives producing their own content it has meant everything to get the support you guys have shown i mean i'm getting goosey just thinking about it to have people that i respect and care about like give us such positive feedback has Mm -hmm. been so rewarding and it just really shines a light that you know like i i i've said to you before is that that we're at this this tipping point and people need a place to go. I mean, there's there's a lot of social media pages dedicated to menopause and women's issues. But like you were saying earlier, there a lot of them are very serious, medical based, which is necessary Absolutely. and vital. And some of them are a little um, angry because women have been repressed for so long yes. and anger and is justified. So. Yeah. But we kind of want to be. And that's kind of for where we were going to say, what do you want for the future? Is that's that kind totally of our leads forward us to that, focus. Which is our, yeah. What's our forward focus going on with this podcast what do we want to do going forward and as i mentioned earlier we want to have guests and we want to highlight women that are thriving during midlife this is this podcast is really meant to be about midlife and we happen to be menopause age and that's a big part of what we're experiencing right now but we're also experiencing empty nest syndrome we're Mm -hmm. experiencing the growth of our children we're experiencing the aging of our parents we're we're in this limbo state this gray area Mm -hmm. and what do you want to see going forward Erin? well like you said guests and really um, kind of just being a place where if you tune in, you're going to have a good laugh, mostly all the time, even through the sad stuff. Absolutely. I would say even in our most serious episodes, we try to laugh. Like, you know, it's, what was I saying? We want to be disruptors, advocates, the water cooler. Cheerleaders. Their safe place, your sister. 
your comic levity, all of that, because midlife isn't just one thing. It's so many things, especially for women. It really, really is. And it's a massive transition. I just think we're we've been so youth focused in this country for so long and globally. And I'm happy you the, the youths should have the place. <laughs> the youths need but we are too I think women of that gray area age are just kind of a forgotten you know, obviously you can hold up the Shonda Rhimes or the other, you know, women who have really prospered in, in midlife, but they're just far and few between and they're not celebrated. They're they're the, they're celebrated as anomalies. Correct. And we want that to become the norm. Exactly. We want there to be Shonda Rhimes everywhere. We want there to be Justine Batemans yeah. talking about how Your they see their value independent of their beauty. Yeah. I think there's a lot of messages happening from women of our age that are just about empowerment, creativity, standing up for yourself, finding your voice, realizing this is not a time to go quietly into that good night. This can be a time to start something brand new. This can be a time for your first first since you had your baby. The, the a first that's for you. Yes. Just for you. Finding your true sexual nature again. Starting a new job. Finding your fucking voice. Creating a business. Starting a company. Starting a podcast. Whatever learning to is. run. Learning to swim. Learning to paint. Yes. Whatever you want to do. It's Learn like, ceramics. Spin yourself a pot. Re- exactly. <laughs> Throw really yourself a pot. Sorry. <laughs> realizing that there's a vitality and a creativity that you've always had, but now you couple that with fucking wisdom and focus yeah and less fear yeah because what the fuck what do you have to lose at this stage of the game you've failed enough times and gotten back up again that there's no reason to fear anything anymore so we just want that's always what we've wanted since the beginning is take those conversations we had as best friends and just really open it up to so many more people that's what gets me super fucking stoked me too you know and we want to hear from you guys we want to hear your ideas and what you want to hear going forward what are you struggling with in midlife yeah that you feels deserve making fun of highlighting criticizing yeah breaking down we're here for that give us ideas of what Absolutely. you guys want to talk about and what you're experiencing we're here for it 1000% well i would say thank you for joining us as always Don't forget to subscribe if you enjoy what you're hearing. We promise not to bombard you with multiple podcasts in a a month. Like (laughs) We're pretty sparse. Yeah, maybe two a month is going to be the most. Share Um, us with a friend. Please do. If you really like what you're hearing, tell a friend. And and even more so, come on to our Instagram page, that.gray.area, mm-hmm. and be a part of the conversation there. It's so important. And and leave a leave us a review if you like what you're hearing. If yeah, not, if you don't like us, it's okay. Just, it's okay. If you don't have anything nice to say, it's okay to not say anything at all. <laughs> but it, unless you have some. Well, I was going to say if you have constructive criticism. DM us. DM us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. Anyway, we're grateful for you. Yes. And we're here for you. And we love you. Indeed. All right. Signing off. Bye.